0: Dolphins fins and jags what a drag welcome football fans to the surf and artificial turf podcast i'm baxter hill this is my co-host <laughs> casey thompson casey
1: one your hair looks incredible two thanks how was your week buddy I don't know what to do with it. I want so the we it's almost we out this, of the it's almost out of the camera shot. It's so big. But uh, if, if I'm like, um, <laughs> we have decided as a unit, me and my wife, mm. um, to grow out my hair. Okay. Now, the original intent was for me to have um, Jeremy Allen White's hair in the chef, which is long and curly, like very curly, um, okay. long. Um, because my hair is is like kind of curly, um, sure. so we can. Are you gonna it get happen. a perm? It no. <laughs> um, but his hair routine is somewhat complicated. Um, still gonna try. it Gonna go to my. Um, hair dresser. Um, oh, boy. and see what she thinks. Um. If not, I'm thinking just growing it long, kind of like here, right? And then, I mean, it's it's basically like this is a, this is a like a um especially if I split it in the middle here, very 90s sitcom, yeah, like uh, Sean mm-hmm. from Boy Meets World, yeah, you know, um, which is in right now. Um, and I just need to clean it up a little bit on the sides and the back so I don't have a mullet. Um, I have a mullet right now. We nice. could
0: definitely do a my hair, your hair goes up, my hair goes down uh, song right now because my hair <laughs> going down. Okay. That's okay. why I wear hats at all times. Yeah.
1: Always hats. Why don't you just shave your head?
0: Uh, well, because I can't. I don't, I'm not going to wear a hat at uh, work.
1: Oh, you don't wear hats at work? You're not allowed mm-hmm. to wear hats at work. No, hairnets,
0: dog. Which is the worst? I wish I I would fight for Publix to let me wear a hat, but no hairnets.
1: Um, yeah, I, I guess I never really thought about that. Shave my head like, like
0: bicket, like nothing, or like to like short hair. Short. Because I would look like I was in a concentration camp if I had if I was completely bald. Uh, it would be rough. <laughs>
1: Um. Yeah. I, <coughs> hey, guess what? The Thompson household is sick again. Oh boy. <laughs> Elliot has the worst. Um. Sure. Mine is very mild. Um. But expect some coughs this this pod. Um, Wonderful.
0: Like and- every pod,
1: expect coughs. Yeah. Uh, it, the e, the e on there, it's not for explicit. It's for expect coughs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah beside that pretty uneventful week uh i guess technically boy what we didn't plan this out well did we so we're gonna do trick-or-treat after halloween we'll do it on tuesday we're gonna do it halloween night no
0: okay oh Which that tuesday. was Oh, cat Oh, I don't know. It. I don't know what days of the week anything is anymore. <laughs> um, Halloween's on a Tuesday. Yeah, we're gonna do trick or treat uh, after Halloween. That's fine.
1: Um, okay, I don't let's know. play on the pod. On the pod, that sounds like a good place to do it. Here's the problem: I, I, I'm not producing it that night. <laughs> it's gonna come out after <laughs> Halloween. So why why would we pod that night? It's it's <laughs> Halloween themed. We do it Wednesday.
0: Drop okay. it on a Thursday. It's only like two days after Halloween. Yeah. People will get
1: like, it. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. <clears throat> well, how was your week, buddy? I'm going to eat some ice cream.
0: Man, not a whole lot going on. You know, just uh the usual going to work. Ellie did not get sick. We are... I mean, I shouldn't say this out loud, but I she's, I think, had like one day of sickness since starting uh VPK. We switched over from the car loop today to picking up at the bike rack. Uh oh. completely different situation. It's like lord of the flies over there. They just open the gate and they just let like kids just go flying out of there. Uh little uncomfortable for me, but you know, she got to me and she said, "Hi daddy." And the teacher looked at me and just kind of like nodded her head and th- that was the end of it. Uh I'd never seen this teacher before, so I guess she just took Ellie's word for it. But other than that, working um, didn't really do anything too exciting this last weekend. Even though the Jags did not play, I pretty much just enjoyed some multi-view with Red Zone on as my audio and got to pay attention to multiple games instead of just the one at one o'clock. What you drinking?
1: Are you drinking? No, I'm having ice cream. Yeah, (laughs) you sure are.
0: (laughs) You are killing it. I am. This is my favorite one so far. Out of this southern tier. The Hop-Tomic Rush. It's good. It's uh, 6.5%. It's pretty smooth. It's a little on the fruitier side. It's not like a juice IPA. It's a tropical IPA is what they call it. It's pretty good. Pretty tasty. All right. So we're going to get into our week here. We're going to start with... If my finger that is wet, we'll go over there. To Eagles, Blowhole Dolphins, 31-17. to 17.
1: Casey, what you got? Well, I hate to do this, but I'm going to start off with <clears throat> who I'm going to blame first, which is the refs. <laughs> that was a rough, um, rough watch. Yeah, it's a frustrating, frustrating game to watch. Um, and, uh, you know, I... It, if you're a Dolphins fan, you know what happened, right? You you watch the game, uh, and or you see you saw it all over X and threads and Did anybody <laughs> see any has anybody seen anything on threads? You're not on threads, I'm on threads.
0: I mean, I have it.
1: But I th- I thread. Do you? Yeah, I've been threading. I doubt um, it. <laughs> No, I've been on threads. You you lurk on threads. I don't think you've uh, done a thread. I've not started a thread. Much like I don't (laughs) Um, eat. So yeah, I mean, so that was frustrating, right? And um, second, the injuries, which were just. I, as soon as I saw the report come out that Xavier Howard and, Con- and Connor Williams was going to be out, I was just like, fuck. And I, I texted yeah. you that exact word. Um, because those are the two guys, matchup-wise, which were key in my mind. Because Connor Williams is one of the best centers in the league. And the interior line of the Eagles um, was going to be a problem for us. And then Xavier Howard... Um, while he is not the Xavier Howard of old, um, I thought that he would be a better uh, matchup uh, for AJ Brown than Cater. So it just led to a situation where um, we were mismatched on those two uh, pieces. And you could, I mean, in, in terms of the two weaknesses, I would say, was our uh, off the line on the interior because we could not get the run game going early, and it was collapsing early. Um, And, you know, Tua had pressure and sacks often, and then A.J. Brown went off, right? So if those two things aren't there injury-wise, not to mention we lost Isaiah Wynn during the game, which made it even really early in the game, which made it even worse in terms of the interior line, uh, having to put in Cotton and Eichenberg in the middle, uh, plus, our left tackle is also a backup technically in Lamb. So, three out of your off-in-the-linemen being backups all on one side. Not ideal. And it showed um, it uh, led to uh, a loss of a touchdown because of a holding call against Cotton. It, uh, s- you know, stalled and stopped drives. It was, it was just a frustrating... Game to watch. Uh, for that to be the two main deciding factors in my mind, um, you know, the the interception that was the two or three, uh you look at the replay and you realize Mostert was just tackled <laughs> um, and easily should have been called illegal contact if not passing appearance, right? And it, that's just one of the penalties that just was not called, that was so obvious, and the Eagles were just getting penalties left and right called against us. So, frustrating game to watch. From that point of view, I can talk about the play in a second. Your thoughts.
0: Yeah, it's definitely uh it's rough, especially when it's eight penalties to none. It's just we talk about it a lot on here. It it if the refs are going to call things a specific way, it's fine as long as it's consistent. And Definitely did not feel consistent in that game at at all. It didn't feel like um, the same penalties were being called against the Eagles that were being called on the Dolphins. Um, And the Dolphins were, you know, getting some some drives, especially at the beginning, going, and it could have been a very different game. But it is, you know, it's hard to blame the game 100% on the refs. It's just... A shitty place to be in as somebody who be- was a part of
1: uh, miles jack wasn't down i can feel the pain i mean beside that i i didn't really mind uh how we played on both sides of the ball honestly uh considering what was against what was going against us right we were we were tied in the third quarter you know um yeah. our defense uh wasn't terrible honestly uh, obviously, we could not stop the tush-push. Um, the brotherly shove got us, much, much like it got Who many can? teams in the league. Uh, it's only been stopped once, um, and that was by Vitavea on the Bucks. So unless you have one of the best defensive tackles in the league, um, I mean, it's, it's it's tough. It's tough. Uh, it, it's, it's very frustrating um, to be on the other side of that and watch that happen. Um, but... Even with how successful they were, right? Um, I think we were still in a position to win it. Uh, I think we would have been. It would have been much closer. Uh, and who knows what it would have been looked like if the penalties were called evenly, if we didn't have the injuries, things like that. So I don't walk away from that game saying you know we're not a part of the top tier. Sure. You know, again, we are walking away that game without our. Uh, Top two cornerbacks, our uh, three offensive linemen, without our starting running back, in my mind, and Waddle missed half the game, and it's just it's a frustrating watch. And we we lost even more during the game in terms of Holland and David Long running into each other. We lost them for a quarter. <sighs> With everything that went against us, to be that close to the Eagles in Philadelphia, right? I, I think that. Um, I'm not too uh, peeved by this loss I'm not too disappointed by this loss Mm -hmm. And in terms of timing with what you see what else is going on in the AFC East um, I think that overall for the weekend I'm pretty happy with where we're at uh, just because the Bills play is so abominable right now I, I like where we're at in terms of position for the division
0: all right, Fantasy Corner, and I'm not prepared. I was not doing what I wanted. But my question for you, for Fantasy Corner, something is very funny in the Thompson household.
1: She just got paint everywhere. Like she's, a, she's worse than Elliot and Emmy with the painting. What are you doing? Jalen Waddle. <laughs> Patience or panic? oh patience my boy's about to go off this week by the way um i
0: will i will say right now i just wanted to give a little bit of context Jalen Waddles currently wide receiver 34 in a full ppr league uh, a couple of the players that he's behind gabe davis tutu atwell uh curtis samuel drake london uh josh downs
1: patience or panic patience he's been out. i mean he's been out Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's mostly just injury related. Uh he was getting involved early in this game as well and he he had a back thing, but I guess it's not an issue. <laughs> the report came back is we found a fade found a way to treat it. And so uh I'm just like, What is that treatment, man? I got back pain and what what the hell did you do to him that he can play on yeah. a professional football field after yelling in pain going into the locker room? And he comes back out and he's like, I'm ready to get hit again. <laughs> <laughs> I nice said um, shot <laughs> So uh yeah, give me some of that. Uh for my sitting at my work desk all day. <laughs> uh but I um I, I I'm fine with him and uh, you know, we'll we'll see what happens with Tyreek as we're talk about this next week's matchup, but I, I'm fine with being patient with Jalen Waddle for sure.
0: Yeah, I'm definitely not um in a redraft league, like selling him off. Um I would I would definitely be uh, going into this next week when we will talk about it here in a minute but Tyreek might be out this game with a hip injury um i would definitely be looking at playing Waddle this week uh it's going to come obviously he got drafted high so it's a little bit frustrating what's happened but you know injuries happen and i would be practicing patience as well jags Go marching in on Saints. 31-24. 10 out of 10. Thanks, man.
1: <laughs> Carr,
0: third and 10. Steps up. Fires. Batted. Picked. Aluakon comes up with the interception of the deflection. And Aluakon will take the ball
1: close to the goal line.
0: Uh, listen, this game feels like a lifetime ago. It was six days. Um
1: it does feel like a lifetime ago. Doesn't it?
0: Uh, offensively, Trevor, that was a hell of a game, man. I What an absolute gutty performance by him for with an MCL sprain. Uh, a lot of the things that I've heard from former players who've been talking about it is it's all just pain management. So the fact that he went out there and on that first drive had that scramble, it just to me, signified that he was like, I'm here to win this game. And you and I talked during the week, and I had said that, right? Like, I was like, Trevor's going to play. Like, I just... The vibe I get from Trevor, even though he said that thing that he said before he got drafted, that he was like, I don't have, like, this crazy chip on my shoulder to be, like, great. Like, I think it was misrepresented by what he means. Like, I, I, Trevor... Is a baller, man, and he wants to be out there. He wants to be playing. He wants to be one of the best. Um, he wants that he prides himself on he's never missed a game, right? Like it, it was such a great performance by him. And with that, the offensive line completely stepped up in this game. It was incredible. They allowed the lowest pressure rate of any team this year, they allowed a total of three pressures against the Saints for that's an 8.6 percent pressure rate. That's the lowest allowed, and they allowed zero pressures in the second half. Obviously, that's a little bit of like the game plan, right? Was to get the ball out of Trevor's hands quickly uh, to not allow him to get pressured. But still, like the, the offensive line, it reminded me a lot of the Jags Chiefs game uh, when Mahomes got hurt. And he came back in and the Jags just couldn't touch Mahomes on one leg.
1: Yeah, um, I agree with you. And I agree with how well your offense performed. But what was frustrating to me was how well your offense was performing in those first, I assume, 15 to 20 plan plays. And then it just fell off the wagon because I think there's still an issue with play calling in this offense. Um, and I'm sure you're going to go into some stats because... Yeah, so they
0: scored They scored twice. Uh, they scored once on the first quarter. Uh, I believe it was on their first drive. It was so long ago. But then they scored another touchdown within the first two minutes of the second quarter. And then they didn't score again all the way until there was six minutes and 47, 47 seconds remaining in the third quarter. So just like this huge gap of like this offense just kind of goes and spurts and starts and... Obviously, it's another one of those like they put up thirty points. Yes, seven of them is from the defense, but it's just like it's it's like a positive and a negative to me because it, it just like they can get better on offense, right? Like they have these like good starts and then they disappear and then they can finish a game. Once they put together a whole game, they could you know they they can put up fifty points on a team. They just have to figure out
1: how to play that middle of a game. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. You know, you guys are uh, very successful in early downs and then third and fourth down, you guys just fall apart. Yeah, pretty bad. Uh, and it, it is frustrating because you can see how successful you are. And granted, yes, I understand, you know, that Kirk fumble, for example, you guys were, mm-hmm. um, you know, driving pretty well after the first drive they couldn't stop you at all second drive you look like you're good again he fumbles um which led to three points plus your pick six i was right on the right side with the under it was just a weird game Mm -hmm. um and they should not have scored as much as they did at the end either um but look you went to new orleans you won whatever move on you didn't come you didn't come away with any serious injuries um Everyone should be fine for Pittsburgh that played last week, and you could get some more reinforcements back, and then you have the buy. So uh, you're in a pretty good position um, with, especially with what happened, what's going on with the rest of the division. Uh, again, it's it's just a situation where you you won, uh, everyone's fine. Trevor's gonna wear the brace for one more, week, one more week. Who cares? You know he looked good. He was, um, I mean, he was he was good. Uh, He was he was still pretty mobile, and I didn't see any limitations there from him, and um, yeah, I mean you got to take the positive. There seems there seemingly are ways you could unlock this offense in in a better way that you're not taking right. But even in the limited offense, uh, Trevor's very good, right? Mm -hmm. And you're still. Putting up twenty three points, even though you guys can't realize, you don't, you know, you're not going to realize that if you put Ridley in motion, it's going to help the press coverage, right? It like there there are simple things you guys could do, to uh, you know, in the week, but I guess you'd only have two days to prep, and if you're introducing a motion concept, it would probably just lead to a bunch of. I mean, but they did uh, run him in motion the week before. And, okay, so. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to help, man. Yeah, I don't know what to I say. I'm trying. To yeah, I mean,
0: it, it's definitely like, again, like. They're scoring, they could be doing better, and there's definitely things that you see that are easy to diagnose, like they didn't get the ball to Ridley until the second half. We've talked about how poor he's been doing against man, uh, press versus uh, off coverage, but then you also see that his average routes that he's running are less than a yard against press. And I don't know if they know this or not, but when a guy is pressed up, they're within a (laughs) yard. So it might be beneficial for you to get him, you know, maybe past the guy that he is probably faster than. So, like, it's that. It's you're running a fourth and short play out of shotgun and handing the ball off. And I get that there's, you know, even Trevor said that he didn't feel comfortable getting under center and twisting and torquing like that to hand the ball off. But there is 20 other plays that you can run other than a shotgun inside zone uh, on fourth and inches that don't necessitate your quarterback getting under center, right? You could, the the saints literally ran a play where Taysom Hill ran wildcat with a defensive lineman as the fullback um, and eight Offensive linemen on the field. Like, there there are ways to be creative with your team. We've seen the Jags run wildcat this year. It's not like they haven't practiced it. Just direct snap it to ETN and let them run full steam into the pile as opposed to making them have to take a handoff and start sideways for a yard before he even starts going. Like, it just, it's stuff like that that's frustrating. Hopefully, it gets cleaned up. Hopefully, the situational football gets better on offense. Defense, we definitely don't need to spend a lot of time on it because it's just more of the same. They can't get pressure except for from one person, Josh Allen, and they still are just getting a ton of turnovers, even though they aren't getting that much pressure on quarterbacks. And it's just, if they're going to keep playing and they're going to keep getting these turnovers, they're going to keep putting themselves in in positive field range for their offense, they're going to keep winning football games.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, another week where it seems like if you just added one more edge, uh, this defense could be in in a credible position uh, to make a run, right? And you could be, you could, you know, rely on your defense to carry you almost, right? And you have an offense that um, is not explosive, is not um, as good as we had hoped. Again, mostly because of the play calling, um, but is consistent and um mostly especially you know since like the first week or so uh air free and um i think that it's good at what it does you can put up um at least 20 points every game and then you rely on your defense to uh (laughs) just like we had planned at the beginning of the season rely on your defense to to get you some of these wins (laughs) so yeah um Yeah, it's weird. It's weird what we're looking at, right? With with this team, Mm -hmm. Um, and of course, you know, you guys have not been like struck with the injury bug as much as the Dolphins have, for example, and especially on defense. Um, And um, you are going to be adding guys like Devon Hamilton back, and he could make uh, a difference on the pass rush side. But I don't know. It it would. it, It just seems to me that if you added one more edge piece. Um, I know it seems to you as well, um, you would be even in a better position yeah. to rely on this defense to uh, carry you for into the playoffs and through the playoffs. Yeah, the one time that Josh Allen has had a pass rusher that is
0: worth anything on the other side of him was Calais Campbell. It was his rookie year, and that was the only season that Josh Allen has tallied double-digit sacks. He might do it anyways this year on his own if they could find a way to trade for one of these guys who's available at the deadline. You know, you could see Josh Allen getting upwards of like 12, 13, 14 sacks this season. Um, we shall see. Uh, fantasy Corner. Calvin Ridley. Patience or Panic? Hmm. Calvin Ridley, currently. Wide receiver, 37. Players slightly above him, Josh Reynolds, Michael Thomas, the aforementioned
1: Jalen Waddle, Gabe Davis, 2-2 Atwell. I would say going forward for the rest of the season, I would think Jalen Waddle would score more points than Calvin Ridley. So my panic level for Calvin Ridley is a little bit higher in the sense that I probably spent a higher draft pick on Calvin Ridley, maybe, I don't know, than Jalen Waddle. I don't know what their yeah, ADP was. Sure. Um, it, I think they were they're, both they're, in like they're they're around the close. same way, yeah um but regardless you know they're they're in the same spot i I, I just like where waddle in terms of his uh, points for the remainder of the season just going to it's going to get there um Ridley you know we, we talk a lot about this offline but our concern is that the way that this offense is called uh and how it's structured it doesn't really f- mesh well with a uh wide receiver like Calvin Ridley mm. um and really any wide receiver that um it's a traditional x outside wide yeah, receiver you can take yeah. advantage of their of their skill set as an x and so you know basically what we're talking about is like any wide receiver one um and a typical offense is basically wide receiver two here in terms of the stats that they're going to put up mm-hmm. and you're just going to have multiple twos, right? I think when the three are healthy, Ridley, Kirk and Zay, um, you know, I'm still at this point thinking that Christian Kirk is probably the most reliable in terms of a floor. Um, and, and I'm not going to include Ingram here. He's like a mainstay. He's going to be pretty same much the same amount, five mm-hmm. to seven receptions every game for, yep. you know, 50 to 100 yards. And one day they'll he'll score a touchdown. Uh, but, you know, for the, for the rest, it's kind of just like whatever the matchups are, right? And whatever um, the defense, if the defense is not doing press, it might be a better day to start Ridley. Um, if they are doing press, you know, I might trust Zay Jones to score more. So I think that it's really matchup based and you basically have three wide receiver twos and it's not because of a talent level thing. Of right. course, Calvin Ridley is much better than say Jones. It's because of the way that this offensive structure, and the issues we have with the play calling and, um, the play design and everything related to that. Right. And it's just, they're just not taking advantage of skill sets that these receivers have. Um, except for honestly, the big, biggest one is Christian Kirk. Right. Um, they are able to take advantage of him a little bit more with Ridley in this offense. You know, at least they're kind of using him really as a decoy. So that's something. Um, but is he going to put up probably the same amount of yards as last year? And he's going to be basically your wide receiver one in yardage. So I don't know. Like, what what did you add here? You know, what what exactly did you add here? Yes, Calvin Ridley is better than Marvin Jones, but it's 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 a frustrating uh, watch, especially because what the hell. Are you going to do at the end of the year, when you have to either extend him or let him go? Um, and you already at least a third in to him. We don't, we're not one hundred percent sure if you might be in a second into him. And I, it's just, it's confusing because do you want to spend that much capital on two receivers because you're spending so much on Kirk already? Mm-hmm. Um, when you could just draft a guy, and you know, be the wide receiver, your another wide receiver too in this offense uh or do you spend the money on him and hope that the offense develops more and obviously i think the only way that's going to happen is press taylor's gone or doug peterson takes over for more of the responsibility i i'm not quite sure
0: yeah i mean for fantasy wise i think uh
1: i'm gonna say patience and it's more of
0: just because of where you drafted him i feel like you kind of don't you're not gonna have much else of a choice honestly like uh the guys that i mentioned right like you're gonna trade calvin ridley for at two, two atwell like that's not yeah you're gonna not, sell low on it yeah you can't you're in a so, bad position yeah it's possible like I, I think it can get better for calvin ridley like we've seen flashes of it this year where he's played well um you know we point into that you know that he's got that such a low a route run uh by yards against press like they've got a bye week coming up they can you know Do some self-scouting, look at some things that maybe they can do better. And in the second half of the season, much like last year, maybe they'll come out. Maybe the offense will look a little bit different in the second half of the season. Maybe it will feature Calvin Ridley a little bit heavier. Um, They talked about this week that that Calvin was getting a lot of bracket coverage uh, and pressed. So he was getting covered by two people and pressed at the line. I I didn't have an opportunity to kind of go back and look at that at all 22 to see how accurate that was. So I'm just going to have to take the coach's word at that. But if that's something that they're seeing, you know, maybe they can get into the lab. Maybe they can figure some stuff out. Maybe they can, they can, they can cook it up so that they can get Calvin Ridley open a little bit more. All right. Week eight preview. Pat's at fins one o'clock kick dolphins. Eight and a half point favorite Dolphins injury list is quite lengthy. Not great. Uh, Cam Smith, questionable. Tyree kill, questionable. Cater Kohu, questionable. Right. Alec Ingold questionable. Javon Holland, questionable. Raheem Mostar questionable. Saving Howard, questionable. Connor Williams, questionable. You just got uh, just a mess of starters on um, your injury report for New England. Why are you doing that? You know, sometimes. Uh, Christian Barmore's questionable. Devon Godshaw's is questionable with an ankle. Uh, Calvin Anderson, don't know who that is. He's sick. <laughs> He's got a hurt tum-tum. <laughs> Hunter Hunter Henry, questionable with an ankle. Uh, Josh Uche with a foot is questionable. Or, Week 8. Matthew <laughs> Judon is on IR.
1: Yeah. So, um, yeah, let's kind of start with the injuries before we go into the matchups because the injuries is the, the big story. I'm not quite sure what we're going to do here, honestly. Um, and we're in a situation where today it popped up that Tyreek Hill has – a hip injury and it is almost more likely than not that he's going to miss the game, which would be his first since 2020 that he missed. I would assume because of how close they were that Connor Williams and Xavier Howard will be back. Uh, Raheem Mostert also has an ankle injury that popped up, but uh, I, I do think that he is more likely than not to play. But, our offense without Tyreek Hill um, would be a huge difference, and yeah. I believe potentially I I, I want to say Robert Jones is also um, questionable, and he would be the fill in left guard for Isaiah Win. Um, but in any event, if if Cotton Williams plays, and we have Robert Jones on left guard instead of Cotton or Eichenberg, which I don't really know what they're going to do. I have a bad feeling they're going to play Eichenberg at left guard. But any event, Yikes. it would be our run game, uh, which is one in the league, uh, against their run defense, which is sixth best in the league. Because, yes, they're sixth best, but Mostert went off on them in that Saturday night football game. And... Hanging there, buddy. Um, and uh, <laughs> um, Deshaun Watson
0: will spend the week rehabbing and not practicing. What the f- fuck is going on
1: with that? Well, he's not. Game. Yeah, well, he's not starting. He's resting. Yeah, Just you crazy. didn't see that. Oh, okay. Um. Anyway, uh, so <laughs> I want another big game for Mostert, right? To kind of uh, dictate this offense without Tyree Kill. Mm-hmm. Um, I am afraid without Tyree Kill. That they might key in on our run game more, uh, as Belichick likes to do, take away the best uh, or biggest threat. And that is usually Tyree Kill. But if he's out, it's a question of, is it Moser in our run game, or is it Waddle? Um, So, I'm not quite sure what he's going to do there. I do like the position we're in, um, in terms of situation, right? Patriots coming off a big win over Buffalo, coming down to Miami, and... We are coming off a loss and going back home. So in terms of that situation, that's pretty good. It's the injury. It's the injury um, aspect of it. And, you know, the, I think that if our defense has most of our starters, this is a game where they should feast. Look, we, we, we had a pick six against Jalen Hurts, and we were doing pretty well. We were getting some hands on some, um, some balls on line of scrimmage. Uh, we were getting to him. Um, you know, I, I think that this Patriots team has been real bad besides this last week. Yeah. So that's the team I I expect a bad Patriots team this week, and we need to come out of here with a win. Um, and if we can do that without Tyreek Hill, that would be phenomenal. And but I think it's possible.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, Patriots put up less than 30 points against the bills last week and they're missing half of their defensive starters at this point, the Buffalo bills. Right. So it's like, and like the half that they're missing is like, they're like their key, like some of the best players on their team and the bill or in the pats were still, you know, it didn't look great on offense. Um, your team offensively, we've talked about it. I, I think that there's enough pieces here that you can be effective without Tyree Kill. Obviously, it, it would be a huge miss. Um, I do think that he really wants to break that 2,000 yards this year. Uh, I think it's important to him. So I think if there's an opportunity for him to play, I would think that he's out there. Uh, we'll see what happens going through the week. But I, I do think that this is a Patriots team ultimately that you could beat without Tyree Kill with Tua being accurate and most Mostert running the ball as he did effectively the first time that you guys played the Patriots this week this year.
1: On the defensive side of the ball, it is um, the Patriots pass block, which is uh, the sixth worst in the league, and our pass rush, which is the sixth best in the league. Um, last week. Their offensive the line uh, had a new uh, alignment uh, and a new f- a new five, starting five, and they did really well against Buffalo. But I think that was mostly due to the fact that Buffalo's pass rush is suffering right now with the amount of injuries that they have on that line and with Matt Milano out as well. And, you know, I don't think Von Miller is the guy that he used to be, and he's coming off an injuries and he's quite old. <laughs> um, so I think. With Jalen Phillips now fully healthy, um, I liked our pass rush this past week. Christian Wilkins has had a average year at best, um, but those four, Chubb, Sealer, Wilkins, and Phillips, uh, with Van Ginkle as a rotational edge, it, it's hard to beat that, and I want to see a lot of pressure on Mac Jones because Mac Jones um, is not a guy that performs well under pressure or not under pressure, um, but mostly under pressure. <laughs> uh, so we'll see. But I that's what I want to see. I want to see a lot of pressure sacks and cost turnovers, which we have desperately needed more of this year. Um, I understand we had to pick six this past week, um, but we seem to be very close on a lot of turnovers. And I just want one of these games, there to be a three plus turnover game.
0: Yeah, it's definitely doable against Mac Jones. Not the greatest, like you're saying, uh, under pressure. He's got you know some of the funniest-looking faces when he's getting pressured. Uh, I don't think very highly of this Patriots offense at all. So I think it should be a relatively easy game for your defense, even if you're down a couple of people, to be able to get some stops. Uh, give me that pick Uh
1: Dolphins... 24. Patriots 14.
0: Dolphins 27. Patriots 18. Alright. Jags at Steelers. A one o'clock kick. Jags are a two and a half point favorite on the road. How did we ever get here? Uh, f- injury report. You've got Trevor Lawrence which is questionable. Brandon Scherf which is questionable. Both players expected to play. The bigger, biggest ones really are Walker Little with his knee is still questionable. Tyson Campbell with a hamstring is questionable. Uh, Zay Jones with his knee is still questionable. As well as Andre Cisco with an injury designation of lower body is questionable. Whatever the hell that means. Uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers, we are looking at Levi Wallace, who's questionable. And Nick Herbig, which is questionable. The rest of their players that are on their injury report are on IR. Um, I I focused down the offensive matchup here because I think there's really only one player that matters for the Steelers when when you're talking about the Jags offense. And it is uh, Anton Harrison versus TJ Watt. Uh, Anton Harrison, so far this year, is sitting at uh, tackle number 48 with a minimum of 50% of snaps. But week six versus the Colts, he was tackle eight and he allowed zero pressures. And then versus the Saints, he was tackle 37 and somehow allowed uh, one pressure. Um, uh, He's playing better. He's getting better as the season goes. You know, he had his worst game against Chris Jones. Um, But we're talking about TJ Watt, who is the number eight edge rusher. And TJ Watt, uh, a lot like we saw from Miles Garrett this last week, is a player that can just win a game by himself on defense and there's not a lot of guys that can he
1: changed the he changed that rams game yeah um and so yeah i mean he's not like miles garrett he is as good as miles garrett um i would say he he's the he's number one to me of defensive players who could just say i'm gonna win this football game for us yeah i i would say yes um, I think this year I would give that to miles Garrett. If it sure, were just if TJ's it, I, done it more over his career, I would say. Yes. Um, but maybe it's the injury. I'm not quite sure. I feel like TJ has lost a step a little bit, but, but yeah, no, I, I he is a game changer. He is a threat. I don't know if that is just going to be. Brenton strange and Luke Farrell, uh, as lining up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think we saw that against, was it against the Steelers? I, I swear it was, or no, maybe it was, it was against the Browns. Um, the, the two guys were running yeah yes. the titans
0: the, yeah we're Got to delay to line a game up because they just ran yeah. two titans with them across
1: the field yeah, yeah which is hilarious um it, but it's gonna be that type of thing you, you maybe you keep them in the backfield or whatever but that, that that'll be the type of thing you guys should possibly do um in, in this game
0: yeah I, I think it's gonna be a lot like the saints game right you're gonna see a lot of quick passing you're gonna see a lot of outside runs with etn um away from T.J. Watt and possibly, you know, on the outside of T.J. Watt trying to tire him out. Um I think you're right. I think there's going to be a lot of chipping, but, you know, ultimately it's going to come down to Anton Harrison, who that is T.J. Watt's preferred side to line up at, is over the right tackle. So this is going to be his biggest uh game yet as a rookie. And this is really the matchup of the game. You just can't let T.J. Watt take over this game and... um and wreck it for your offense. Uh, Defensively, I am looking at Jags tackling, which is 14th, versus just Pittsburgh's overall offense, which is 30th. This offense is awful. It's one of the worst offenses to watch. Obviously, they're 30th in PFF grade, but it's just like everything about what they're doing. Like Sometimes we talk about how frustrating the Jags offense is, to watch and then you watch an offense like the Steelers and you're like, eh, maybe it's not that bad because the Steelers are atrocious. I don't know. They seemed when I was watching them that every second down is second and long. Like they just like, they cannot operate on offense. So as long as you're sound and tackling, as long as you're not uh, giving up some big play because you don't tackle Pickens or you let Najee break free, um, uh, I do not see this offense being able to sustain a drive down the field without some kind of explosive play. So just make your
1: tackles, be sure on defense, and you should be fine. Yeah. Um, hope. Uh, where are we at with Campbell? Did he has he practiced? Yeah. I mean, we'll see. Um, I I would. I would. You know, obviously prefer him to be out there. Um, You know, if you're able to completely eliminate George Pickens like that, uh, which I think Tyson Campbell is a guy that can do that, Mm -hmm. um, that just completely changes the uh, already low ceiling of the Mm -hmm. Steelers, uh, especially with Darius Williams out there as well. So if you don't have Deontay Johnson or George Pickens open, um, Good luck. I don't know where I don't know where Pat Fryer is at at this point. But IR he, he might not. Oh, he's he is IR. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, your offensive weapons are what I would consider to be your most disappointing right now, which is your running backs, uh, and that's a lot to do with his offensive line. So look, this whole offense, there's not much to look at to be positive about. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to see Devon Hamilton in Tyson Campbell out there just because. I have some fears about how your Jags, how the Jags' offense is going to do against the Steelers' defense. Uh, so you want to limit, really limit the amount of points the Steelers' offense is going to score. I know you, they might be a part of your under special this week, um, <laughs> but for good reason because yeah. it's just matchup based. to bad matchups for these offenses, uh, yeah. and I'm just, uh, I am curious to see what this game looks like. Um, but it will be, uh, you know, a, a, one of, it won't be a focus of mine, to be fair. I, I think sure. this is going to be a boring game. <laughs> Pick them. Jags 20, Steelers 9. Jags 10, Steelers 7. Oh,
0: God. <laughs> what is this, 1964? Holy shit. <laughs> um, all right, moving on to the game. Where did I put the name of this game? Ooh, you got a new, oh, uh, I guess you have to hey, have a new, game for a, a new
1: name for a new game.
0: And listen, not only do I have a name, even though I told you I was unprepared, <laughs> I, sometimes I forget that this is and Artificial Turf, which is a play on the fact that I used to be a chef, but I'm no longer. So this game is called You're 86th. Oh, there you go. Uh, for those of you who don't know, 86 is uh, a term that you use in the restaurant industry to say that uh, something is unavailable or currently out of stock. So Casey and I are going to be doing a draft snake style in which we will be deciding team's fates and saying whether or not they are going to be unavailable at 86th for the playoffs. Um, The person who gets the most correct will be getting, being awarded a beer at the end of the year and the beer bets. Uh, Casey, I ask you, would you like first pick or would you like the back-to-back snake?
1: I should have thought this through more. Yeah, probably. Um
0: I should also need to write this down somewhere.
1: I will take the back-to-back snake. Okay.
0: Let me get let me get let me get the Google Doc open here. Uh shitty team draft. That's what we'll call this one.
1: Sure. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh
0: back Baxter... And how many teams are we taking
1: again? We're each taking eight teams.
0: Four, five, six, seven, eight.
1: Okay, see. Okay. Good prep. Good prep. There we go. We did go. it. <laughs> Nothing like
0: the sound of silence on a podcast. All right. So I'm going one obviously I'll take the easy one here uh Carolina Panthers see you later we are ending this Panther season here and now uh I just can't see any way even though the division that they're in is absolutely atrocious they are 0 and 6 There's 0% chance I give them of making the playoffs
1: Uh yeah they're they're not good I, they, they were my number one overall pick as well.
0: Yeah. All right.
1: Back I me mean, with your back, back to back, back to back double Bs Broncos and Bears.
0: Ooh. Okay. Yeah. I mean, obviously, we're going to be going kind of chalk here. These are these are probably the three teams that I would say have the lowest to no chance of making the playoffs.
1: Um, yes, depending on what I assume one of the teams you're about to choose, which we can get mm-hmm. to in a second, um, is going to do with their quarterback situation, um, which is just a wild card that can really give this uh, that team a boost. Um, I, the Broncos and Bears, I, I mean, I, I get the Bears beat the Raiders last week, but look, the Raiders are not good. Um and I get the Broncos beat the Packers last week, but look, the, the Packers are not good. So, um, you know, these team, NFL teams are going to win games, right? NFL teams are going to win, um, especially against, like, the bottom half of the league. Um, those games are, are are closer in terms of talent level um, than you think, even though the teams sometimes look real, real bad, um, which from time to time, the Broncos are Bears really doing look, they are both mm. bottom five teams as it, as it's situated. And I don't see how either of these teams can make the playoffs, um, based on the fact that the bears would have to make it as a wild card and the Broncos would also have to make his wild card. It's a little bit different. Um, I, I feel like there are some bad teams in these, uh, I guess that would be the South divisions that can just do it just because of the nature of the, of the mm. division. Although yeah. I think the AFC South is kind of fading in that, and that even that term. Um, but the NFC South, you know, there's a. I'm going to put the, you know, the Falcons, Panthers, sorry, the Falcons, Bucks, and Saints later just because, I don't know, man. These only seems anyone can win it. Yeah. I mean, um,
0: Falcons are currently the one seed yeah, in that division. So
1: anyway. And it just, it's a nightmare.
0: Um, So my back to back picks here, I'm going to take the Cardinals. Sure. Um, I, I think, you know, they're just kind of at a point where from here. I don't know whether or not Kyler's going to start this next week. If he doesn't start, I I don't feel great about their chances in this game coming up. Ravens um, versus the Ravens, right? Um, They've got a pretty tough schedule. They've got Cleveland, they've got Pittsburgh, they've got San Francisco, they've got Philadelphia. Um, All of those games, even with Kyler back uh, from a torn ACL, like those are toss-ups at best, right? Like, uh, I I don't see the Cardinals get, have a, with a path to making the playoffs so I will go ahead and 86 them. Um I'm going to leave the team that's currently 5th right now, the Giants, uh available because uh, like we're talking about the the NFC just overall kind of freaks me out. Like I don't know what's going to happen in the NFC. Like all of the teams outside of Philadelphia and San Francisco to me are average at best, so I don't know what's going to happen. I guess I, I I would put the Lions maybe up there as well. Um, so I am going to end the New England Patriots season. I think they go 2-6 mm. and six this week. They fall another game behind in the AFC, and it's going to be a tough road Sledden if they lose this week to the Dolphins and get swept by them.
1: Okay. Interesting. I, I had them... I don't even know if I would have picked them in my next two. Um, yeah, they're because... currently sixth,
0: um, according to Tankathon, which is a website that will give you um, records, and then it will kind of like go off of draft order. So they're currently the sixth worst team in the NFL.
1: Um, granted, I, I know they're not great, but yeah, they just beat the Bills. So I don't know, Bill Belichick, he's. Yeah, for their second he, win, he's a mystery. Uh, that's the problem. Sure, sure. Uh, well, speaking of um, two wins, uh, I am going to select the Tennessee Titans because it seems like they are selling. I mean, they're they're in a they're in a fire sale right now. Mm-hmm. Derrick Henry um, looks like the the Ravens are possible suitors to get him. Uh, I I think that they have no reason to not sell. Uh, They can still play their rookies um, quarterback and get him some playing time, but they should sell the pieces that uh, they don't need for this year and probably next year as well. I am also going to choose the Giants because, inexplicably, they're going to bring back Daniel Jones, and um, he is their starter, and they will go back to losing um, these games more handily than they have been. Because he is a stomping gun this year. I don't think Daniel Jones is going to be uh, rejuvenated with a neck injury. Uh, So, (laughs) um, a lot of concerns there. I get they beat the Commanders and played the Bills well, but uh, it's the Commanders and a Bills team that is uh, just spiraling. So, um, I I think that uh, they are concerning to me, and they are my second pick. The Giants
0: are 2018 Jags. It's, you know, it's it's that all over again. We had said that going into it. It's a frustrating watch, um, uh, especially because I believe in Dayball, but I just like their offense is not doing great and their defense is just kind of leaky. All right. My next two picks, I will take the Green Bay Packers. Sure. Uh, currently on a three game losing streak they have Pittsburgh, Detroit, Kansas City. Uh those are, you know, kind of their toughest games left, but uh after a hot start from Jordan Love, he has not looked very good. He looks like he might not be it. Um I heard on the radio today um people talking about possibly Russell Wilson going to the Green Bay Packers. That's how bad Jordan Love has been that they think that maybe Russell Wilson could be an improvement over Jordan love. Um, so that's pretty bad. Um, so I will take the green Bay Packers and then I will, what I would assume is round out the AFC South teams that were going to 86. And I am also going to take the Colts out of contention here. Um, uh, look, I love Gardner Minshew. I met Gardner Minshew. He's an awesome guy. Uh, they played the Browns so tough. Um, And I think that that was, you know, the best that their offense could possibly perform with the way it is right now. And they still lost. So I I just don't see this team finding a way to win enough games to get a wild card um, because they're definitely not winning the division after getting swept by the Jags. Um, They've got some tough matchups as as well left. They've got New England. They've got um, Cincinnati. They've got Pittsburgh. Uh, All left on their schedule, including New Orleans. And it's just, it's not a team that I could
1: see making the playoffs. Um, So slight disagreement there. I have like five teams before I would name the Colts. Because in my mind, the last two defenses they played are two top five defenses as they're playing right now in the Jags and Browns. And Jonathan Taylor um, is just getting healthier and healthier. And like you said, they, they, I mean, the Browns, it played easily their best the worst uh defensive game. I mean they had a Miles Garrett strip sack in the end zone and they almost won. Right? Um, you know, I think the more concerning thing is how the Colts defense played. But I don't know. I, I think that that wasn't a terribly tough schedule what you just listed off. Honestly. I mean if you if you really think about what you just said. You said the Patriots, Steelers and Bengals. Um, you know, I, I guess the Bengals are on the up, but, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. I, I think that the Colts could be one of those weird sneaky teams um, just because of schedule and because of the amount of points that they could potentially score. Um, I really like what their offense looks like. And I think Jonathan Taylor fully healthy um, is a, is a big threat. So we'll, we'll see. Yeah. I just,
0: for me, the, my issue is for them to make the playoffs, they would have to jump Houston the Jets, Cincinnati, and Buffalo. They would have to jump. They would have to win enough games to jump those teams. And I just don't i, I just don't see Gardner Minshew leading a, a team to the playoffs. Love the guy, but, you know, led a team to the first overall pick
1: as okay. a quarterback. <clears throat> uh, my two are the aforementioned Raiders who are absolute trash right now, yeah. and even with Jimmy G, are not good. Uh, their defense is atrocious and uh, badgent, badgent, um Just lit them up this past week. <clears throat> and that's not what you want from a rookie quarterback making his first NFL start. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just... Uh, there's nothing good on offense um, going on there, even with guys like Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs. It's... it's uh, It's not good, and they lost against the Bears, which again we we both have as a bottom five team in the NFL. Uh, I think they're on a downward trend. I think if you look at their wins, you know, there's nothing there that should impress you. Um, Patriots, Broncos. um, I don't know. I don't even know the third. But if you look at the their losses, Green Bay, they're just they're okay. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, they're not going to have that type of schedule. They're going to have to play. Right, teams like the Chiefs and the yeah, Chargers. they have they and- have a tough schedule. So they have Detroit next
0: on Monday. Can we flex out of that? No, we can't because it's too late. But dear God, so they play Detroit. They play the Jets defense. They play Miami. They play Kansas City twice, and the Chargers. And they also play Minnesota, who's you know starting to look a little bit better.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, the, there's no way. There's no way this team is making 500. And I I, I would be pretty confident to say that the third wild card team in the fc is going to be 500. So, I don't know how they make it there. Another team that's kind of spiraling, uh the Commanders. Uh they mm-hmm. they are on their way to have the first coach fired with Ron Rivera. Um yeah, those uh, things are already leaking out. Uh Sam Howell cannot stay upright. Um they lost this past week against the Giants. I don't I mean uh, they started off strong, but, again, you have to look at the schedule, who they played, right? And they barely beat the Broncos, and they um, beat the, barely beat the cards. And it's, it's, it's stuff like that where it's just like, well, maybe this team isn't as good as their record is. And as it goes down um, the uh, year, they're just going to lose more and more. And, again, another team that is just – not going to be close to 500 by the end of the year oh man so this is where you were
0: obviously talking about doing this uh it was going to get tricky and it definitely does get tricky at this point you know uh trying to come up with these last three teams a lot of these teams are, are really close um nfc south like the the cluster of the teams of new orleans atlanta and tampa bay like I have no clue of those three teams, which team is going to win that division. It's all pretty bad. Um, So uh, the first team I'm going to take is a team that looked very good against the 49ers. Uh, I think that that's going to be, you know, part of the higher variance. I think that they are going to come down a little bit. So I will take the Vikings here first as um, a team to miss the playoffs. I think we all kind of, assumed coming into the season that the vikings were going to look worse than they did last year and they've definitely been an up and down outfit um the next team that i am going to take out of the playoffs boy this is tough um i just i believe in herbert i don't really want to take the chargers out this early boy uh let's look at it what are, what is the charter schedule for the rest of the season they've got Chicago the Jets Detroit Baltimore Buffalo Kansas City they've put themselves into a hole they're gonna have to play really well I uh, I'm gonna go out on a limb I believe in Justin Herbert I think that this team it, it could find a way to the playoffs but they might be better suited if they don't make the playoffs and firing their coach. Um, So, you know, maybe, maybe for their sake, I'm going to take them as my seventh team uh, chargers. You are 86th.
1: So I believe I get two choices. Correct. I am going to pick the new Orleans saints um, who in my mind uh, have a terrible, terrible quarterback. And I just like two teams better than them to make the divi- to win that division at this point. And I don't think that uh, they're not going to be close to a wild card. So, it's really just winning the division. Yeah, who wins the division? And, Do and, you and, think and, he's and, worse than Ritter? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Because he's not just a bad quarterback. They're both bad quarterbacks. Ritter has been careless in the red zone. Mm-hmm. Which, I don't. It, it's it's odd to say this, but it's it's something that can also not be fixed. But the luck can change because turnovers sure. are turnovers, right? Yeah. He fumbled at like the one inch line Slung against some into the end zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like stuff like that where, like, I mean, first of all, what the fuck are you doing? But second of all, like, you know, those. It, it, it's been astronomical the amount of red zone turnover turnovers they've had. Derek Carr is – I am starting to see, especially this past game, that he could be a bit of a locker room issue. Oh, yeah. Um, He's like yelling.
0: That ball was so uncatchable that he threw to Olave, like
1: even if he had run the route. Like what are you doing? But here's the problem. Olave wasn't in the progression. So if you think about this, right, that he's yelling at a guy that wasn't supposed to get the ball – Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, a, and um, a ball
0: that he threw to him that was it would have been even if he had been running all out would have been yeah, impossible yeah. To catch it was five I mean,
1: yards out of bounds Derek Carr is just he's just not it um yeah. and so and I, the way he's acting like a baby and blaming others yeah, that's gonna great. get old real quick yeah, bring in and Jameis, you are not going to get play uh good play i mean we're talking about i mean Crystal Olave suddenly has become a bit of a, uh, I don't know, I don't want to say question mark, but this past week hasn't been great for him. Um, But then you look at the other side, and it's Michael Thomas. Like, I mean, that's a guy that can easily react poorly to these types of things. Um, So, no, it's it's very concerning, and their offense has looked absolutely dismal uh, these past few weeks. And they're on a bit of skid as well. Um, I think losing three in a row. And then the final... Uh, I think it's my final pick, correct? Correct. I'm going to choose the Buffalo Bills. Mm. I'm going to go another
0: playoff team, I think, with my last one from, from last week. The
1: Buffalo Bills have the toughest schedule for the remainder of the year. And their defense these past three weeks is 28th in DVOA. Their offense has not changed. Their offense was third in DVOA, and then these past three weeks had been fourth in DVOA. Mm. But their defense dropped from top 10 to 28th. And it's not like, oh, they have a couple injuries and guys are coming back. No, all their injuries were season ending guns. You know, Milano White, uh, that defensive tackle guy. <laughs> um, and you know, we're Again. talking, uh, yeah, <laughs> we're talking about you know, like, big time guys on on that defense. And they played the Giants and the Patriots and should have lost both games if the refs called a decent game in that Giants game. Um, And they lost against the Patriots. I am very concerned about this Bills team. And they, you know, last three have lost two out of three and uh, have allowed, allowed a lot of points to the Jags, Giants, and Patriots. A lot more than they should have. And have not looked good. And... You, the worst thing you can do to Josh Allen is put pressure on him to score points. If he's behind, he gets careless. He gets he gets more risky. And even against a bad Patriots defense, it, look, he came back. Don't get me wrong. It, it took a turnover, you know, well into Patriots territory for them to come back from that two score deficit, uh, and they still lost because it Mac fucking Jones drove the field. Yeah, and crazy. scored a touchdown throwing to Mike Gusecki. I mean, where are we at where the, the Patriots are doing this against the Bills defense? That's a, it's so concerning. Mm-hmm. They play the Bucks this week. I imagine they'll win because it's a short week and Baker uh, might be out. Um, and so, you know, that that is concerning. Uh, but after that, it, it, it's tough, man. They have a really tough schedule um, and I, I just don't, like where they're at, they're hanging on to this, the seventh spot. They have teams like the Bengals and Chargers looming behind them. Bengals on the up and up. You know, Chargers can go on a run with their talent level. You would friggin' think so. Um, and so, and so you, there's a situation where the Bills definitely can be out of it by the end of the year. And I just, I don't see how it changes unless they make a trade um, on defense. So if the offense can't get any better because they're top five um, and the defense has nothing coming up, I mean, what are are you looking at that you you think that this team can win more games essentially at this point than the Bengals?
0: Yeah, um, speaking of those Bengals, that'll be my final pick. Um,
1: Listen, the Bengals put themselves
0: in a hole playing Burrow while he was hurt. Yeah, they might have won you know that game against the rams because he was you know he, they he was playing but this is a team that's 3 and 3 on the outside of the playoffs they're kind of at a point where they're going to have to play perfectly going forward here and win all of their toss up games um you know this this which team's going to make it buffalo versus um, cincinnati might come down to november 5th when they play each other on sunday night football the Bengals, you know, uh, I hear you that the Bills have a tough schedule, but the Bengals are about to get a San Francisco 49ers team that's lost two games straight, which I imagine are going to come be coming in pretty fired up, and then you're going to have the But Bills. with San
1: Darnold, I mean, there's only, I, there is a trend, don't get we'll me see. wrong, when when you yeah. lose a game, um, and especially if you lose two games, which again, the the, the 49ers lost the game, but the... There's, there's two, you have to look at two different trends, right? There's the trend of you, you are more likely to bounce back after a loss. Um, and when, especially when you need to win. Um, and the 49ers did not do that against the Vikings. Now, there are two losses. But the other trend that goes against that is the injuries. The injury issues that the 49ers are facing yeah. are shocking. I cannot believe the 49ers have these types of injuries. Um, and they are really showing Brock Purdy has been absolutely trash these past two weeks. Um, really helping me out here. Uh, yeah. and <laughs> um, He's been and- concussed. Yeah, yes, yes. he got to concuss in like the third or fourth quarter.
0: <laughs> but going forward, you know, they've got San Francisco, they've got Buffalo, they've got Baltimore, they've got Pittsburgh, they've got Jacksonville, they've got Pittsburgh again, and they've got Kansas City and Cleveland. They've got they've also, they've also got to be up there on toughest schedules going forward. They've got, you know, that number one uh, AFC North schedule. Um, they're going to have to win a majority of those toss-up games, if not all of them. Um, Being 500 at this point in the season. Um, All right. We'll see where this ends. Now it's time for everybody's favorite segment
1: Casey's Casino Corner. All right. All right. All right. Um, So I am going to start off with that classic bet. Very good. (laughs) Um, Let's start with. Oh, my under special shall we my sure, under yeah. special <laughs> of the week
0: jag Steelers under 42 I, I how this game gets to 42 is beyond me
1: uh yeah yeah I, I agree with you it's, it' it's uh it's more of a defensive score issue right um that I would to be concerned about um I am going to do uh, a few teasers first teaser Uh, Let's do the Chiefs playing the Broncos. They are seven and a half point favorites. Tease them down to one and a half point favorites. Second teaser. I told you about this. um, Rookies starting their first game mid-season in the NFL for some reason. Great trend of them covering. Mm -hmm. Um, Their their record against the spread is incredible. We have that situation. Will Levis seems to be starting for the Titans. They are playing the Falcons. I'm going to tease them up. Two plus eight and a half. Uh, so Titans plus eight and a half. Chiefs minus one and a half. And really, it's not really well. I don't expect Levis to like light these Falcons up. But we're looking at maybe derrick Henry's last game as a Titan and mm. a Titans defense that's really good. And Dar- Desmond Ritter is still Desmond Ritter. Yeah, and so, a Falcons
0: team <laughs> that's not great. Sure. I, I I don't see the Falcons beating any team by multiple scores at this point. Sure. This there season. you
1: go. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna do another teaser. I am going to tease the Ravens, who are playing the Cardinals, from minus eight down to minus two. Uh, and then I am going to tease the Lions. Um and we talked about the Lions and they are playing They are playing Monday night that Monday, Monday. night game that we're like it's trash. Raiders, Raiders. Mm-hmm. Um the they are eight and a half point favorites down to minus two and a half. So Lions, minus two and a half, Baltimore minus two. Against the Cards and razors. basically gonna win. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Well. Yep. Yep. The third bet mm-hmm. that I am planning on placing right Good. now. Uh, let's do
0: longest <laughs> pot ever. <laughs> At ten minutes of silence.
1: <laughs> Sorry. Well, you should. There's a setting that you can like take out the. Uh, yeah,
0: it'll be a minute.
1: The, it'll be an hour and five minutes with our silences taken out. How about this? The Eagles are playing the Commanders. They're mine. They're six and a half point favorites. I'm gonna tease them down to a, a, a basically a half a point favorite. So they just have to win the game. Uh, and this is mostly a they. The Commanders played them tight and tough. I think the Eagles come here and they say, that wasn't actually how we are. We're, we're going to blow you out. Um, and the Commanders are on a downward spiral right now. Uh, I'm going to tease them with the Bills because I'm not quite sure if Baker's playing. Bills are eight and a half point favorites. Tease them down to two and a half. So Bills minus two and a half against the Bucks on Thursday Night Football. Um, the last stand for the Bills, if you would. And then the Eagles down to minus a half a point against the Commanders. I think they call uh, that
0: pause before some pertinent information in the industry a pregnant pause.
1: There you go. Um,
0: Love everything you said there. Couldn't agree more with all of those bets. 10 of 10. You've done it again. Uh, I won't ask you this week because there's literally no chance that you have anything else you could possibly say about this coming (laughs) week of football because we have gone on and on. Uh, So we will be back next week. Don't forget to rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts for us if you'd be so kind. You can find and follow us at Surf and Artificial Turf, all one word, on Twitter. I won't call it the other thing. You can email us at the same thing, turf at gmail.com. Thanks for joining us, and we'll talk to you all next week on the Surf and Artificial Turf podcast.